This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. I am so excited to welcome you back to another podcast episode. How are you? What's going on in your world? I would love to know. You can tell me. (laughs) I know I can't hear you, but you might as well just tell me. Pretend like we're actually having a conversation, which you can actually do, you know, if you haven't heard, I offer a thing called a complimentary consultation. So this is the opportunity for us to actually have a two-way conversation where you can get my undivided attention, my brain, and my insight on everything happening in your marriage And I will share with you exactly how to turn things around in a better direction. So we can actually have a two-way conversation and you can actually tell me about how your day is. Um, The way that you do that is you go directly to my website. It's drshavon.com. And that's spelled D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E dot com. And you'll see a tab there that says work with me and you'll fill out a form. You'll get direct access to my calendar and we will chat. So if you are looking for a coach and want my help specifically, that is the way to do that. So. I'm excited. I'll just tell you how I'm doing today. I'm doing great. It is Friday when I'm recording this and my husband just texted me. He is on his way home. He has dropped our kids off at his mother's house for the weekend. We are going to have some dinner. We are going to watch a movie We are going to sleep in on Saturday morning and who knows what the rest of the day will bring. We will just get to figure that out without having two little ones to direct our day and our time. And I just can't wait. I so appreciate this is all his idea to do this. Um, and I am just so grateful that we get to have this time together. And I think it's appropriate to be thinking about enjoying time together with a husband, because that's what this episode is about. The good again, marriage. And I share my wins in my own marriage because it has not always been like this. And it's very easy to sort of see where a person is and think, 
their husband is just great, right? He's more thoughtful than mine. He's more considerate than mine. And we get into this, you know, cycle of comparing our husband to what we perceive other people's husbands to be like. And you just have no idea what it took to get there. Right. And so even as I come to you to have this conversation about the gun again marriage, I want to offer that this was not always my reality. My marriage, just like everyone in the world, is a constant work in progress. And I am conscious of all the things that I share with you. And those are the things that have helped open up this relationship with my husband, open it up to where we're both looking forward to spending some time together as opposed to being in our separate corners of the house for the entire weekend. And so as I thought about having this conversation about the good again marriage, we have to first talk about how a marriage actually goes from good to not good. Because I'm going to suspect that if you're listening to this podcast, wanting your marriage to be good again, that it may not be there right now in this moment. And I want to just go on the journey with you of what happened and what happens to get so many couples to this place before we can even really appropriately and effectively move to being good again, right? You have to understand what were the breakdowns? What were the things that caused the marriage to get to this place so we can build it back up? What makes a good marriage not good are pretty universal, no matter what the specific circumstances are. And so the first thing that I'm going to offer in terms of how a marriage sort of begins to get into this not good place is unmet expectations. And so that looks a lot of different ways. It can be you wanting your husband to be more emotionally responsive than he is, or you want him to have better communication skills. You want him to anticipate the needs of the family, just the same level that you do. You want him to offer to help you more than he's actually doing. You might want him to be more affectionate or to compliment you more. And it's when those expectations are not met that we then move into this second stage, which is delegating our emotional power to our spouse. And so what I mean by that is that if you have the experience where your husband is not meeting your emotional needs, he's not playing the role in the family that you want him to play. Um, he doesn't have the personality that you want him to have, or he doesn't have the skill set as a human being that you would like him to have. What ends up happening is you want him to fix it because it's going to make you feel better. The only reason you want your husband to meet your emotional needs is so you can feel better. The only reason you want him to be doing more contributing to the family and the only reason you want him to communicate more or have better parenting skills or time management skills or problem solving skills is so you can feel better. And so when you can see that 
you are looking for him to be a certain way, to show up a certain way so that you can feel better. That is literally like you handing over your emotions to him to then be responsible for. And I teach, right, that we are the ones responsible for our emotions. He doesn't have to do anything but just be alive and be there, right? And you get to decide whatever emotion you want to feel towards that, right? So if he's not emotionally responsible, I'm responsible for supporting myself. I'm responsible for, you know, feeding my own emotions and making myself feel the way that I want to feel. You don't have to do any of that anymore, right? That's the releasing these expectations. And so a lot of times what happens though, is when you put your emotions in his hands and he's not doing a good job of making you feel the way you want to feel, then your brain goes into overdrive with all these negative thoughts, which is the third thing that happens. You begin to have this unmanaged mind that's just producing thought after thought after thought that he doesn't care. Maybe we're not a good fit for each other. We're not compatible anymore. He's not putting forth the effort. I'm so unhappy. I'm so frustrated. I'm so disappointed. This marriage isn't ever going to be what I want it to be. That avalanche of thinking then leads you to feel disappointed, frustrated, angry, aggravated, sad, hurt, rejected, neglected, the whole nine yards. When you are feeling those emotions, then there's conflict, right? Because you're on edge and you're unhappy. So you're not that nice to him anymore. And there's tension between you and there's conflict and there's criticism and there's judgment and there's blaming and there's withdrawing from each other, right? Which then ultimately creates at the end of all of that, a distant marriage where you are coexisting and just living like roommates that don't even like each other very much. And so again, the sequence of the breakdown is there is an unmet expectation. Then you want your husband to make you feel a certain way that he's not doing, which then sends your thoughts into this avalanche and overdrive of negativity about how everything is wrong, which then leads you to be on edge and tense and have conflict and criticize him and judge him, which then leads to withdrawing more distance, coexisting and living like roommates. That's how it happens. And so if what you are desiring is a marriage that feels good to you, a marriage where you enjoy your husband, where you're excited to get some takeout and watch a movie with him on Friday night, where you're excited to wake up to him in the morning, you know, snuggle on up close to him, right? Have a beautiful breakfast together, read a book on the couch while he's doing something else, right? These are simple things that everyone wants. The definition of a good marriage that you love being a part of is not necessarily this like pie in the sky thing where you're going like to dinner in Paris every week, right? You just want to wake up and not feel annoyed at him. You want to wake up and want to cuddle with him and chat with him and, 
you know, do fun things together as a family. And so the way you build a marriage that is good again is you unwind everything that I've just said, right? So it starts with those expectations. And a lot of times we never question our expectations. We just think it's the way it should be. That a husband should think this way. A husband should do this thing. A husband should say these things, right? And that works great if you have a husband that meets those expectations. But if you don't, the only choice you have is to either accept the husband that you have or be really clear that the expectations you have are legitimate deal breakers. And if he can't meet them, then maybe this isn't the relationship for you. But more times than not, the people that I work with, the clients that I can help the most are just the clients who have a mismatch of expectations. They really want their husband to be more empathetic. They really want their husband to make them feel more like a priority. They really want their husband helping out at home more with the kids. They really want their husband to, you know, engage in these meaningful conversations, right? And if he just doesn't have that skill set or doesn't have that mindset or is just not thinking in that way, it feels like the biggest weight in the world. And it feels like the marriage is just going to be extremely challenging until he meets those expectations. And I just want to offer you that if you really want your marriage to be good again, the first place you go is to looking at and potentially challenging some of the expectations you have. And in order to do that, you have to do step two, right? Which is begin to take ownership and responsibility for your own emotions. And so if you want to feel encouraged, if you want to feel supported, if you want to feel like a priority, the first thing you have to ask yourself is what degree are you doing that for yourself? I firmly believe that marriage is one of the greatest growth opportunities for us to become emotionally mature, where we learn how to take care of our own needs as opposed to always needing someone else to make us feel a certain way. And so if that is the goal, right, you've challenged your expectations and you see where there may be a mismatch, instead of writing off the marriage and instead of writing off your husband, why don't you look inside to see how else could I get this need met in a way that is healthy and that honors who I want to be? I am a big fan of surrounding yourself with like-minded women, right, which is why I love doing events. And I have a great circle of women who I know I can go to when I want to celebrate a win in my business, right? My husband, it takes a lot to move him to like cartwheels. (laughs) And I love a cartwheel production. Like I want fireworks. I want cartwheels. Anytime I do something remotely fantastic. And that's just not his personality. And so I spent a lot of time believing that he should be some way different than he was, that he should be excited about the things that I'm excited about, that he should be supportive about the things that I want his support in. And so once I began to take personal responsibility for my own feelings and began to think about 
how I could actually get those needs met without needing him to change, then it just opened me up to create so many other beautiful connections with other people in my life who could offer me that support. And so same for you. How can maybe these areas where you feel like your husband isn't living up to the expectations you have of him, how else can you get them met? Right from a practical standpoint, if you just need some more help, where else can you look for that help? Can you hire a babysitter? Literally, that is usually my number one recommendation to my clients, especially those who have small children. And the weekends are a time where like they're in battle with their husband about who's going to watch the kids because someone wants to be doing something different, right? Some of those arguments can just be avoided when you take responsibility for solving the problem instead of needing him to change in order for the problem to be fixed, okay? So once you begin to take responsibility for your own emotions, you then are able to consciously understand your thinking and how your thinking is part of what is making things harder than they need to be. So if I'm responsible for my own happiness, if I'm responsible for feeling important and valued and attended to, then whenever I have thoughts that just want to bombard me with my husband doesn't think I'm important, he doesn't put forth the effort that I want him to, then you get to sort of be in an emotional state where you can look at that thought and know that it's actually not 100% true. So one of the things I love to do is if you want to take your marriage to the next level, let's look at where you already have everything that you want right now. You want to build from a place of abundance, not from a place of lack. Because if the only thing you're thinking about is what he's not doing, what you guys don't have, you're just going to create more of that. But when you can say like, hey, I really want us to do more family activities together. I really want us to have more meaningful, connected conversations. What you're going to do first is you're going to look at where you are doing things together as a family, where you are having conversation, and then build from there. And the only way you can even get your head around that is you have to manage your thinking. And once you're able to manage your thinking, you're going to be less disappointed because now you've just arrived at this place of like sufficiency, where it's like, okay, I see what we have, right? We got the basic ingredients here. We both want to be together. We're both committed. We just have some bumps in the road right now. Then you can build from there. Okay. So managing your mind and managing your thinking is so important. Once you do that, right? You have less to complain about. The things that you want to be happening to make your marriage good again are opportunities instead of complaints. Where it's like, hey, you know what I would love to do? I would love it if maybe this weekend we could do X, Y, and Z, right? There's a difference between that versus you never want to spend time with me. (laughs) I'm laughing because these are actual words that come out of my mouth too, right? 
I'm not perfect at this either, but it's something that I'm so intentional about. And there's this like unrest within me when I fall into this like false belief that like complaining actually helps because it doesn't never. And so when you do express a need or when you do articulate something you want for your marriage, there is a way to do that in a way that is inspiring and positions your husband to want to be receptive to it. And the only way you get there is once you've managed your mind and once you've already decided that you're responsible for your feelings. And once you've come to a place of just accepting what he's offering and what he's bringing to the table is okay. And you've relaxed some of your expectations and challenged them in a way that serves the marriage that you actually want to create. Many times we think our expectations are the things that are going to make our marriage good, but often it's relaxing some of those expectations, allowing your husband to just be and to experience your acceptance and your unconditional love that then make the marriage great. Okay. So once you've stopped complaining and once there's not as much conflict and tension and judgment, then you can get to enjoying the relationship again. Then you can get to a place where your conversations are a little bit more lighthearted. You're not talking about your issues all the time, right? Then you can get to a place where he's not feeling rejected by you. You're not feeling rejected by him. And you can begin to connect, right? I always say like, you want to start building a good, solid friendship, right? Where you're not constantly pulling on him to make you feel a certain way, but you're just like, Hey, I like you. I enjoy being with you. And then, right? Like that just snowballs on top of each other. The coexistence becomes inter-existing, right? Where you're connecting more, you're reaching out to each other more. And soon you're feeling like things are good. And then you can build from there and take it to great, right? So I wanted to just play this out for you so that you can see the exact process of what takes a marriage from good to not good is the reverse from what's going to take it not good to good again, right? You've got to challenge and release some of those expectations. You've got to take responsibility for your own emotions. You've got to manage your thinking and your mind. You have to reduce the conflict and the criticism, and you have to start reaching out, connecting, making it easy to be around each other again. So if this sounds amazing to you, (laughs) and if it sounds so much easier said than done, then I invite you to coach with me. I can totally help you do this. Seriously, there is no reason for you to struggle wanting your marriage, wanting your marriage to be good, wanting to love your marriage again and keep falling off with doing these things that I share with you week after week. I can totally help you. I will guide you step by step to 
beginning to create ease and comfort and enjoyment in your marriage again so that you can get to having your own weekends together and absolutely love it. That's it for today. I will be back with you soon. Take good care and start creating a good marriage again. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.